came in for hot chips and sauce. She said, I said, now you're talking. And she took me home to meet her mom. Before the customer was sandy, she came in for nothing I could see except me. So it was I too was eating a hamburger sauce with an owl. I'm back. You're back. Are you yeah. back? We're back in the room. The room. Episode 25, InsideAV.com. Dot co, dot UK, no, it's dot, dot com. We only go to the dot com. Oh, okay. It's we didn't bother with the rest. I'm gonna, I've got a cold, which I'm medicating with... Um, <laughs> Bunch Amber of, fluids. Bajavoki. I'm not sure how to pronounce it correctly, but fuck it. I mean, flaming heck, it tastes good. Now, um, Keith, what's the news? What's the news? Oh, the world hasn't changed. We haven't been in here for a while, but nothing's really changed. Oh, I don't know. Ooh. A couple of things have changed. What, in your life? No. Oh, fuck my life. No, um... In the world? Yeah. Uh, I've had customers starting to talk about um, 4K TVs, how they're going to get one. Really? Yeah. I haven't had a request for a 4K. No, I've had a request. They're just how they're going to get one. Because they're techno wankers that have to have the latest thing, even though there's nothing to play on it. But like, No, you can download stuff on YouTube in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> no, serious, you can. Well, that's what I was saying to him, this last person. I said, well, you won't even be able to download files because they'll oh, be gigs, take two days. gigs and gigs and gigs of to, for a five-minute trailer. Yeah, 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 of slow-mo... Um, panoramic views and wildlife, mm. yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, well, this is going well so far. What preparation have you done for this important broadcast today? I was just thought we might go through some of our um, comments on our YouTube clip. Oh, why the... No, we're not going to do that. Oh, some of them are quite funny, actually. Mm. Yeah, but... This is not a, it's not a podcast. This is a serious podcast about oh, okay. AV information, inside AV. It's the inside story, a trade perspective. Well, okay, well, we'll stick to the interesting, interesting stuff then, the AV stuff. Well, I don't have any interesting stuff, so go back to what you were saying. What you got? Oh, now you want me to go back to it. I was oh, going to tell you, no. I had a request for an anamorphic um, home theatre system. Really? Last week. So is that one where all the components are somewhat higher than they should be and then you have to view them through anamorphic glasses so the components mm. appear to be normal width and height? Yeah. Or is this one where you put the lens on the front of the projector? Yeah, you have to put the lens on the front of the projector. Or do you have to build the room sort of 15-foot ceiling so that when <laughs> you put the anamorphic glasses on, it comes down to 9 foot? No? <laughs> that would be the way to go. Did well, you, you know did say an anamorphic home cinema system. Yeah, a home cinema set up. Oh, projector, the projector. Lens. Yeah. Sorry, I was Screen. just being a cunt. Do you know where anamorphic originated from? Or what, what it was first made? I think in Terminator 2, there was a lot of morphing in that, with some of the <laughs> earlier morphing, and uh, it was... It's more interesting than that. The first anamorphic lens was... How could there be something more interesting than Terminator 2? Well, it was back in World War One. Anamorphic lenses were designed for the operators of tanks so they can get a 180-degree view of the uh, enemy. Okay. And that's where the first anamorphic lens was was made. 
Um, yep. Okay. So Which I thought was pretty cool. So this is like looking through a periscope sort of thing. Well, I didn't get to see what it looked like on the tank, but on Wikipedia, if you look up anamorphic lenses. Oh, okay. So this, first is, where this is where you're doing all your research yeah, now. Yeah, I love Wikipedia. <laughs> you realise that the people who write things on Wikipedia are generally at a loose end. Well, yes. And may or may not know yes. what's going on. But, yeah, I use it all the time as well. Um, mainly for trivia shit when arguing the toss about who was in what and when or who did what or who well, blew who. Yes and no. I mean, I, I used it the other day for some technical information. I needed to know... Oh, this is good. ...what Ostar So we're is. the AV gurus, mm. but we get our information from Wikipedia. Well, I'm not a pay TV person and I needed to know what the client had ordered for pay TV mm-hmm. and what outputs it had on the back of the pay TV box. Uh, of course, yeah. the client couldn't tell me. And you can't ring up pay TV that it's a, I'm going to say animated, but it automated. It's definitely not animated. Press number one to, to speak to accounts, but press number two for complaints. <laughs> That's all I've got. Yes. <laughs> accounts receivable and complaints. <laughs> they actually tunnel down to the same. <laughs> We're not interested in anything other than money, and we know you're going to be complaining, so... <laughs> Of course, the interesting thing is that if you click one for accounts, pay, uh, it's the same person. Payable, I should say. <laughs> pay, receive. Oh fuck! I don't even know. I got so confused. The one where you give them money, um, yes, that you get straight through. Oh, if you hit complaints, it takes a while. All our operators are busy, but we moment. wish to take your call as soon as possible. We are very keen to offer you excellent customer service. If you could hang on to the line and do a survey, just a short survey. A short yeah. survey. And listen to a number of ads about the latest movies that we're showing on pay TV that you could download for free off a torrent site. Um, did I just say torrent site? Torrent. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's useful information. I mean, you've got to take everything with a grain. Actually, nothing. You can't download anything off a torrent site. Why did even say that? Why can't you? Well, you, there's no such thing, is there? I mean, you... You need to have the client software and then it pulls snippets of data from various people's computers around the world oh, that yeah. are logged into the same, yes. what would you call it, a torrent, <laughs> logged into the same <laughs> server. I don't even know how it works, other than it's very inexpensive. <laughs> They're connected by the web. You know what shits me though, speaking of torrent sites, I've gone off torrent sites. I, I used to be into them. I don't even know. I wouldn't have ever got anything from one of those things because that would be illegal. But I did once want to buy a particular series of television. I think I've mentioned this podcast before. So I went down to JB Hi-Fi. I wanted uh, Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. and uh, Which is on Apple iTunes Store. Yeah. Actually advertised quite heavily, Breaking yep. Bad. Yeah, now. Yeah. This is two or three years ago. Oh, okay, before it was... Cool. Um, no, it was out there. I mean, it's been around for five years, so it was, you know, it'd been around for a while. And, I mean, there'd been a couple of episodes played on this the ABC. This is the drug manufacturing yeah, feature yeah, yeah. story oh, thing. For people listening who are not familiar with Breaking Bad and you haven't seen it, you, I really feel very happy for you because you get the pleasure of watching it for the first time. It's an exceptionally good piece of work. Are you familiar with it? Have you seen it? I haven't, actually. I haven't well, you're lucky it. because you get to watch it for the first time because <laughs> it's extremely good. Um, so it's better than that other one, Weeds? 
Not seen weeds. Oh, okay. I thought it was a bit stupid. This is not stupid. This is very serious drama with very serious characterizations and a very serious story. Beautifully shot and very, very nicely crafted piece of t- television. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the absolute pinnacle of TV drama. Oh, I better mm. do a. No, oh, it's really good. I better do a search and down. do yourself a favour. <laughs> um. So I wanted to buy the series. Or, you know, I obviously want to start at Series 1. I didn't know what I'd seen on the ABC late at night, Tuesday night at 10.30 or some odd thing that I'd surfed across and gone, this looks interesting. Oh, Breaking Bad, I've heard of that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so it's, it's already been on free-to-air? Oh, yeah, it been on free-to-air years ago. The ABC, it's like ABC are playing Hell on Wheels at the moment. But they play it, oh, I don't know, it's on and then it's not on and then it wasn't oh, on. and that. Hell on Wheels. No, how they play stuff and then it disappears and it comes back again. And you think, yeah, I don't know. And of course, Sopranos. This happened years ago. It was like it was on Channel Nine late one night, and then someone else, like the ABC, was playing, or someone else was on SBS or something. I was fuck. So I wanted, to, I wanted that because it, it's weird. The best dramas, well, Sopranos is not everyone's cup of tea, perhaps, but doesn't get played. Seriously, like it doesn't get advertised, it doesn't get, yeah, you know, like it doesn't, like it's the best work out there, but it never gets, it's like no one wants to watch the good stuff, they want to watch fucking MasterChef. I mean, <laughs> I hate fat fucks or whatever, what's it called? Fat fools, fat fuckheads, <laughs> fat fucking fat I fuckers, a, yeah, it's <laughs> fat, oh, fat yeah. fucking losers, that's what it's called. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the size of these people? I'm fat. But these people have taken it to another level. They've gone, like, they've got 100 kilos and gone, oh, I shouldn't really go over 100. Then they got to 125 and they've gone, yeah, come this far. Get up to 175. They're like, fuck it, might as well round it up to 200. I mean, just... (laughs) Just get going. Jesus Christ. But that brings me back to a... a, And that's apparently entertainment. Yeah, I'm not into those. Okay, sorry, sort of you were going to say. Show. But there was actually there's an ad on TV that you may have noticed. Let's lose some kilos, and it's a sponsorship. And some lady comes on and talks and says, "Hey, let's lose a hundred thousand kilos, Australia." Mm. And everyone pipes up and says, oh, "I'm willing to lose seventeen. I'm, I'm going to do seventeen. I'm going to do twenty kilos." You know, How fat are they? Oh, I don't know. But so. Have they sort of comprehended the consequences of losing 100,000 kilograms of fat? Where's it all going? Yeah, well, that's toxic waste. (laughs) It's worse than... What about the environment, people? It's worse than uh, carbon. It has to be. You sequester it in the ground. You should have a fat mine. (laughs) Just dig a large hole and... Where does the fat go? I mean, what is it? No, well, it's, no it's, energy disappears. It just changes. Yeah, form well, it's or stored energy. What does it turn into? But you would think if we lost a hundred thousand kilos in a year in Australia, Australia. that's a lot of waste. Australia. <laughs> yeah, you know, if I had my way, we'd boil them all up and make soap. But anyhow, <laughs> now, bloody um... <laughs> prick. <laughs> um. Torrent sites. Yeah. So I go down to JB. <clears throat> Beautiful. To get Breaking Bad. To get Breaking Bad. No, no, you have season four. All right, you got one, two or three. Oh, they skipped a few seasons. Oh, it might have been season three, sorry. And season 
four was uh, maybe near, uh, maybe due to be out, but they had season three on the shelf. So you well, went like, and asked okay. someone? Did you ask someone? I spoke to the yeah. I spoke to the tattooed, pierced person behind the counter. Multiple piercing tattoos. Multiple piercing, seven nose ring, hair. twelve earrings. Uh, yeah, purple. And they hair didn't with pink say, stripes. "Sir, we could order that in for you." No, that's all we've got. Said, "No, we don't. We don't have that. We're not sure that we can get it." So, in well, reality, what earthly use is season three without seeing the other season? I mean, it would be blasphemy of a sort to start at season three, and it would it would make it would would ruin it. You would ruin it for yourself. So, I said, "Can we get season one?" No, nah, not sure. And I just sort of thought, well, fuck it. Now's the time. So I went home and I did some research. And I got season one. And I felt guilty. But, fuck, it's good TV. And they couldn't sell it to me. So I sort of felt I was... Justified. Justified to some degree to steal it. Mm. Yeah, well... And then I developed a taste for it. (laughs) (laughs) For stealing or for the movie? For the show? No, stealing. (laughs) Stealing. Well, both, actually. I mean, it's a hell of a show. Um, yeah. So I downloaded season two very rapidly because season one actually was only six episodes from memory. And season two is just, you know, just getting a stride, just getting a bit of, getting a, getting a, bit of a rhythm, getting, uh, getting a taste for uh, what's going down. And uh, then season three quickly followed, but I forgot to go back to JB and buy it and just downloaded it. <laughs> Um, but actually, that's about the only series I've really downloaded, other than Friday Night Dinner, which is a thing that was on on the holiday season on ABC Friday Night Comedy, which is very, very good work. And uh, it was season one they were showing, and um, some reason I got busy with Christmas or New Year and missed everything after the second episode, and so I had to download that. And then I downloaded the second like- season because... We're a long way from getting the second season in Australia. And this is the funny thing with... Are we getting off tangent? No, no. Have we run out of tape? No, no, it's fine. But... We're using a hard drive. Well, it's not infinitely large. We uh, are supposed to be fed this diet of whatever the TV stations wish to show us Mm. at at this this leisurely rate that suits them to generate an audience, et cetera, et cetera. Really? They made the thing season two back last year, middle of last year. I want to watch it now. It was on on in England in August or September last year. So why why is it not on here? Oh, they they do it all the time. They do it with um, Top Gear. Yeah, you know, that's not on SBS. Uh, you, you turn on SBS, you watch it, and you know, I haven't seen this before. I'm going to sit down and watch this. Yeah. You turn it on the commercial channel that now has it, and you guarantee it's a repeat. Well, after a repeat. I, I tuned across Top Gear the other night, and it was the episode where the Stig took his helmet off, and it was Schumacher. I mean, that's how like, many years ago is that? It's like 10 years ago. Well. <laughs> Well, it feels like three, it. anyhow, isn't it? I don't know. Look, is this something to do with audio visual we've got to speak about or not? Uh, yeah, we do. What are we going to talk about? Jobs. 
thought I'd tell you about my job, my island job. Uh, okay. Should we have a break to make sure the recording is Okay, let's, let's come back with a sh- quick break. Yeah, after. Okay. Hey, that's a salad roll, I said, and we started going out. The second customer was Susan, she came in for Diet Pepsi morning tea. Each day, and I said, You don't need to be on a diet if you want to come out tonight. I said, I'll bring Gringo, he's got a lot of money, and he'll take us to the bars where they got a view. He'll buy us those beers, they give us him bottles, they put lemon on the top, and it don't taste too bad. I'm telling you, telling you. Oh, oh, oh. My third customer was Maria. She came in for hot chips and sauce. She said, I said, now you're talking, and she took me home. Before the customer was Sandy, she came in for nothing I could see except me. So it was I too was eating a hamburger sauce within an hour. Um, so you went to Hayman Island to wire up an audio system. Oh, yes. It was a bit of island time. Uh-oh. Fucking HDMI. HDMI. Actually, we had HDMI on that on that job. Sorry, what Keith's referring to as our monitor for our recorder has just shit itself because HDMI leads fuck. Hang on. No connection. We've lost connection. Well, on the, on this job we had to... Well, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Oh, it's back, it's back. Oh, it's gone, it's back. We had um, HDMI... Yeah, it's back. We got HDMI distribution on this job. Oh, God, really? And... Uh, That'll never work. You know, HDMI, I'm going to take off. It's just bad. No, well, you're ready for this. So, we didn't pre-wire the job, so I was really suspicious about... And it was Cat5 cable. It was Cat5? Cheapest Cat5 cable you could find. Probably should have used Cat8, Cat7. Step it up a notch. Step it up or not? Anyway, we had um, two 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 rooms downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to change the cabling, as in reroute the cabling, and start from a shorter distance. So we physically had to cut some of the cables and yep. join the cables. Now, join the Cat Five. Join the Cat Five. With well, I was contemplating we should really punch them down to an RJ forty five socket. Do yep. it properly. Terminate them. RG for get a patch bay sort of thing somewhere, or, or well, we where are you the... shortening? And I don't get it. What? Well, see, the cables run from the AV room mm-hmm. to the three or two bedrooms in the media room, mm-hmm. and because the cables had to be rerouted, and it was already past chip rock stage in the construction, mm-hmm. we had to do a bit of cutting and shutting and re- rerouting of cables. It required us to physically cut the cables rather than run new cables mm-hmm. and we sort of said hope that works we've got to squirt HMI down that mm. piece of cat 5 mm. and 
yeah, I thought the real thing we should do is patch it down to a, a proper... Punch it down or patch it down. Oh, punch it down, sorry, down to a proper sock. You can patch it, just twist them and put insulation tape around them. Well, we just about did. We just <laughs> <laughs> we used the, uh, the famous Scotch locks. Ah! Oh. Piss off. <laughs> it worked. Not a problem. For the moment. You didn't use... We've got to stop the tape. You use Scotch locks on a job? They're proper 3M Scotch locks. Oh, fucking piss off. <laughs> they never worked when they were new. Scotch locks, Scotch locks are still around. They're made by the telecommunication companies of the world. They were fantastic. Invention. I thought the thing to use with those those glands sort of things, you get the little. That's thing. what the Scotch lock is. Ah, Scotch lock's not that. That's not Scotch lock. Yeah, it says it on the pack. Three nah, M Scotch. You push the two cables up there, and you press it with. Nah, your... that's not. It's a different Scotch lock. That's not the Scotch lock we had back in the car audio days back in the twenties. Nah, the twenties. You know, the original Scotch log was like a little block. And you put, you'd like tap, you want to get 12 volt oh. accessories power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wiring up a radio in a car. You just laid them over the top of each other. And yeah, and yeah, snap no, them together. No, no, this is the the insulation displacement connector, the IDC connector or Scotch lock. Okay, well, that's effectively what this was. It, it had a slot in a blade and you squashed it down and, and it was an IDC sort of thing. Well, this is the same, but it's But the also thing is, you're trying to feed current through it. It's it? silicon-filled. And... Yeah, no, I know the thing you mean. They're, they're fine. You know, no, no, they're, no, they're, yeah, as per telcos use them. But yeah. no, uh, no, the Scotch lock I'm referring to was a piece of junk that never worked. So here's another thing for HDMI. You go down a piece of cat fire that's been cut and joined. Well, of course it does. Once it's bloody, once it's remodulated into data that runs down cat fire, then it'll run down a joined cat fire, won't it? Obviously, does. yeah. But so no, that's fine. Okay, I no, I mean I don't. It's just reliability would be the issue of the connection of the joined oh. connection. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was the well, wasn't interesting. It just worked. We just did it and it worked. So mm. see you later. Done. And then you just coiled it all up and pushed it down behind the back of the equipment. <laughs> no, it's up in the ceiling space. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Did you um, never to be seen again? Connect the mains up to the uh, insulator. No, we don't go there. Um, so put a couple of staples through the. No. Um, so how was Hayman Island? I, I. It's a lovely. Place. I put a comment on your Facebook comment the other day, but he apparently didn't see it. Oh, I did. I did see that you after I commented on the violins. You didn't reply. I didn't think it sounded overly violin-like, but anyhow, <laughs> it wasn't meant to. It was just trying to get myself off the hook. Having been tied up doing other shit. Anyhow, um, the, yeah, home in Ireland. So, uh, hot chicks up there or what? Oh, it's an interesting place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's tropical. It's, it's tropical. It's, a lot of people not wearing too much. It rains yeah. a lot. That's the problem. It rains a lot. Yeah, I should send you the oh. photo. Did you see the, my photo? I said it changes, the weather changes so fast up here. So I've taken. You think you're sh- in Melbourne? Well, I've taken a shot of looking out to the ocean. Mm hmm. With my iPhone, mm. it's raining on the left. It's sunny in the middle, and it's raining on the right. In the really one, in the one photo. Wow, so interesting. No, I didn't see that. It's quite cool. Or I may have and just deleted it. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, get any action? Oh no, that's right. You're married. No. Uh, <laughs> it's all work, work, work. Oh. Of course it is. I know, I believe you. Now, I used to know someone who worked up there, that was all years ago, and he was an alcoholic. And um, I think most people on the island. <laughs> uh, well, there's he, nothing actually, else I don't think he was do. one before he went there. 
but he came back. Oh, I home. find that true too. I think so. Mm. Um, so it's a, it's an interesting. You could do an interesting university study on. Um, yeah, like a little uh, culture study. Mm, mm. Quite quite interesting. Mm. This has nothing to do with audiovisual. No. Something happened um, in the AV world and I thought, whew, this week, and I can't think what the hell it is, but it'll come back to me. But the amount of manufacturers that are pulled out of Australia? Or, sorry, yeah, amount of suppliers? Brands not supplied anymore. Yeah, there was that. I mean, there's obviously a lot of wholesalers maybe avoided going tits up by pulling their horns in or something or letting go some brands that um, have not really worked for them or whatever. But, um, uh, no, something interesting. What was it? Um, hmm. I've had a big increase in the interest of Bluetooth. Seems Bluetooth. to be coming back with a vengeance. Mm. Minidisc did that for a while. Come back. And then it went away forever. <laughs> Everyone's loving this Bluetooth. Song. What bit? The fact that they can hands-free phone calls or... Well, no, you buy a Bluetooth adapter for your sound system and next minute you're sending your music from your phone to your sound system. Yeah, or your fucking multi-room do. audio system. <sighs> yeah. Um, do I sound like I might be over it? Um <laughs> It just seems to be a, a new fact. I mean, by the way, for people Bluetooth. actually listening to this rubbish, I am tired and sick, and that's why I have a very bad attitude tonight. And we probably should have done this tomorrow night. But, but, um, but I'm enjoying doing it. It's just that oh, I don't feel great. You don't feel great? No, I don't. You need more fluid. Yeah, but I'll get that in a minute. We'll have another break first. I just wish that my brain would work because what I. I know I've cut you off, but I what I thought the other day was, wow, that would be good for the podcast. And I have no idea what it was at all. Um, no. Nah. It's all gone. Do you want me to go through, remember our little video that we did? It's probably nearly 12 months ago. Yes. And it, it sort of hit a stride of its own and started taking a, a life of its own, I suppose. Yeah. And people are commenting on it and mm. talking. What, what I find quite funny, not just the comments, but the fact that they don't bother to read the comments that we put with the, with the, um, video. Video. Yeah. Which so video? The HDMI video? The or HDMI the Lucy video. Our favourite HDMI story. story. Uh-huh. So they, they all like to comment without reading what we, why we did it. So uh-huh. most people miss the mark just by watching them. The video and, and not understanding what we were trying to do, mm-hmm. and so it brings up some really funny comments. And I thought I'd run through a few because I know you'll just you'll just love them. Mm. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure you will. It's going well. So I far. know I shouldn't be I shouldn't be looking at my iPad and reading. I should have preempted this. Well, if you just flipped that porn page off and went back to YouTube back. instead of you YouTube. something or other else. A lot of them just said big fail, yeah, wow. Big fail? Big fail. What, monster big fail or us big fail? I know as in monster, I'm sure they... So, yeah, laugh out loud. Wow, the $150 cable wins. But oh, why can't I find it? Why is it so hard? Preparation is at least as poor as mine, I think. <clears throat> this You'll like this one. Mm-hmm. So 
This is from Swifty, 1969. So mm. Swifty was born in the great year, 1969. Well, we, you could make that assumption. Yeah. I'm very disappointed in Monster Cable since I bought a pair, but I think I will just use them for whipping my children. <laughs> To avoid my buying remorse. <laughs> so that's a, good, that's a good roundup. See, if we've done that video and generated that comment, it's all been worthwhile. And here's from Nova Existence. Occasionally, I like to swing on my HDMI cable while playing video games. Yeah. See, you know. <laughs> the, the point of that was... Or, or this it, one. It, the, the, Is this guy you know, jerking the cable off? <laughs> so they didn't read it, did they? They just looked at the video, made the point, their own assumption. The point was, for those who give a toss, is that Monster have made some claim for strain relief in that particular cable. And so the only thing, we know that there is no picture quality advantage in using the Monster versus a, any other equivalent HD. Well, that's all we were trying to work out. You know, we were yeah, trying to justify that price cable. difference. So the only justification could have been, like you were alluding to or saying, was that, yes, I mean, is that the strain relief is better. But it's not. It's dramatically worse. <laughs> in fact, as I remember, I've looked at that video for a long time, and I remember you only twisted it four or five times and it went ka and the picture was intermittent. And the $15 cable, we spun around and oh, I had a bit of a jerked the cable off for <laughs> quite a while. Or this one. This is what we call sexually abusing a cable. Oh, God, hang on a minute. Really? This is from Blues Creation 09. Mm -hmm. No one in the world would do this. uh, Would do this. Man in orange, what this man in orange is doing. Only monkey, orangutan (laughs) in Borneo jungle does this sort of thing. In what jungle? Audio jungle? In Borneo. Oh, Borneo jungle. (laughs) So he didn't even bother to read it. He just looked at it. Yes, people, we were swinging off it like a monkey. Just to try and... Mm, yeah, well, whatever. Anyway, I just thought you'd like those. There's the fact th- of the matter is, I mean, if you get down to the tin tacks, is that you know, I know, and a lot of other semi-intelligent people know, monster cables are overpriced bullshit, and we were just simply trying to prove the point. And that's the end of that. And, you know, at the same time, we went into it with an open mind. We spent actual money going and buying cable, our money out of our pocket, buying a monster cable. And it's still hanging on the rack there, I think. I mm. might have thrown it out raw recently, I don't know. I mean, it was just shredded and rooted. It it didn't cut it. And and the wire inside it was the same size as the $15 one. Yep. Strain relief was no better. In fact, it was ten times worse. And... Not only that, you had to put up with a Harvey Norman salesman to buy the bloody thing. So, I mean, trust. Uh, lose, lose, lose. <laughs> yes. Have we slagged off Jerry Harvey in the last 15 minutes? No. no. Oh, did you know your friend's back? Justin Bull. Harvey Norman commercial. He's, back in, he's back in the industry. He's come back with a vengeance. You mean Justin Bull as in the person who owed someone $850,000 or something and oh. ran his business into the ground or whatever? What? Yes. That guy? Yes. Yeah, what's he doing now? He's now um, 
project manager of a Harvey, Harvey Norman commercial. I think you'd call him project manager. Oh, this reminds me now of oh, my point, which is Cedia. Come back to it, though. So he's what? Project manager? Oh, I, I don't know what his actual name title is, but he's head of AV installations. So whether he's project manager or overseer or designer. Okay, so what's the... the the qualifications required for that job are something along the lines. Also, the ad read something like, you know, required uh, AV custom installation designer slash manager slash technician uh, must have failed catastrophically in a previous business enterprise in this trade, must have zero technical knowledge, must be a general cock, uh, must have a generally bad attitude to the human race like me, and general and, and what? And he obviously. <laughs> Straight to the top of the uh, top of the list. Yeah, and I believe there was some really, uh, what would you say, better candidates for the job. Can I suggest Daddy may have stepped in yet again? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Does he have the phone number for Jerry? You know, a funny thing about Daddy. Um, this is going to. Sorry, Barry, if you're listening, but fuck it, I just cannot resist. Last time I saw him out the front of the shop here. He was, he, he was in a GS300 Lexus, and there's two on, the, on, two on eBay at the moment. I think it's $2. You can buy two of them. <laughs> something, I mean, obviously they're damaged or something, but I mean, I just think that's hilarious. Like, this man's a legend. He's driving around a car, you can buy two of them on eBay at the moment for $2. Or was it $2 or $1,000? I don't know. It was, it was no money. Yep, yep. In fact, speaking of Lexuses on eBay, there is... Any number of Lexi on eBay at the moment for $1,000. Now, as an That's Alpha fan, you can't, you can't suddenly get... there is a car that costs more and is worth less secondhand than an Alpha. <laughs> I didn't think such a thing existed. Well, you can't, you can't get spare parts from them. Is that the thing? Oh, sure you can. It's a Toyota, isn't it? Well, no. The GS300 is a Camry with a bit I of extra a sound customer, really good, isn't it? Well, I still have a good, really good client. And they well, had no, it's a, rear drive. I'll had a Lexus. Back. Yes. I can't remember what it was. IS two hundred is that a model for the yeah, Lexus? Yeah, it's quite a good car. I, I think, think they were That's accidentally a... involved in a rear end thing, right? And Lexus couldn't provide the panels and parts for them because that model had had since changed. No, well, see, this brings me onto another story. <laughs> Suddenly, the stories are flooding back. We'll have to edit this show upside down because all the interesting bits are at the end. <laughs> so people hang on. Well, no one will have got this far, I'm sure. I mean, you'd have to be really at a loose end. Oh, look, while we're at that, we would like to thank Sammy Carter for all his kind comments and likes and ticks and he's our new follower on Facebook. Oh, And, Sammy, I will find one of those CDs. Sammy, I will send you one of those CDs. I'm sure I can find one for you. There's a couple of hundred out there. (laughs) No, they're very rare. Oh, sorry. (laughs) There's a couple of hundred made and I've got three left. He can have one. Sammy, it's yours. We'll actually, we might even sign him for him. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I do, do appreciate all those comments that he... he so the trouble I. he went to. Yeah, well, look, you know, we've got about, I think we've got about 14 listeners or something now. I mean, you've got to be happy with that, don't you? I mean, you know. It's I all, mean, there's only five billion, six billion... Six billion people in the world, and twelve of them, maybe fourteen, listen to us. You've got to be happy with that. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Now, um, 
So two things, Cedia and the other thing. Oh, yes. Other thing, well, we have to rewind the tape to remind me what I was just going to say. Oh, loss of not being able to get parts for things. Yeah, I might do that first. This is starting to shit me to tears. So what happened to the seven-year thing? You're supposed to be... Well, this this particular product was a bit older than seven years, about 11 or 12 years old, but you know, Sunfire, I'm going to mention the brand because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, that's a high-end product. Oh, they think they are. It's another one of these bizarro designs from Mr. Haffler. Um, hang on, not Mr. Haffler. Ooh, sorry. Mr. Carver. Same difference, though, isn't it? Didn't Carver design a bunch of Haffler stuff? No, nah, I think I've got myself confused there. So this is a Carver design power amp, multi-channel thing. Okay. It's from, yeah, it's 11, 12 years old. It's uh, 150, uh, no, 170 RMS by 7 or 5 or some bloody thing. Big meaty power amp. And it's had a minor blow-up, nothing, nothing too crazy. Damaged the board a bit. Sent a request off to uh, the local importer. Eh, not any response. So thought, well, I'm just sort of a bit fed up with this. And they'd only been the dealer for a while. We know who used to be the previous... Yeah, they've uh, just changed recently. ...previous uh, importer. So um, they're a bit hard to contact now. So I I, I thought I'd just send it straight to the States. I, 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 so I, APG have got it now? No? No, uh, Total... Oh, am I getting confused? I thought Total Q had it. Oh, they might have. Oh, I don't even Doesn't know. Matter, I mean, look, though. I've got a gazillion different brands out there. I don't know. I've got a spreadsheet with them all on. I can't remember it. That's why I write it down. So, zero <sighs> preparation involved for this show. Long story short, um, response back from America, this amp is too old. We have no service data, no spare parts. No service data. So they don't keep... So they wouldn't give me... Because I asked for a circuit and I asked for price availability on a complete board just to weigh out the pros and cons of fixing it at a component level versus a board change. So, so if you Google Sunfire yeah. amplifiers, yeah. comes up with a nice, obviously, preamp power amp yeah. in, in Google as yeah. the first one. Second one comes up with a dead cat on it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the go there? Actually, the one with a dead cat on it is what I've got in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he actually looks like he's asleep. Oh, okay. But But how does that work? You look up a product and Google's um, decided the dead cat wins. Yeah, now well, well, that particular amp that the dead cat owns is, is the thing that is not worth owning. Look, I have a big problem with this, and it just shits me right off because I sell products that don't have that problem, that the suppliers, A, have communication lines open, you know, phone, email, etc., and secondly... The manufacturer actually keeps spare parts and is interested in fixing old products, not pissing you off and attempting to sell you a new one, which yeah. surely that doesn't work. I mean, 13 yeah. years for a $6,000 amp is, nah, in my book, it's not enough. It's not, not enough. No, well, not, not for... It's just a bloody power amp, for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's not a, like an AV processor, fair enough, it's done its duty, it's buggered, but... You know, there's a million things that could go wrong in it, but you know, and that's the sad thing. You go and buy a, I don't know, Sunfire. Aren't Lexicon they supposed to be it made in the US and all that as well? Oh Sunfire. yeah, you can tell it's made in America. Solid, it's chunky. Solid, chunky, rudimentary, <laughs> lacking a certain finesse. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. You can I t- actually yeah. believe there's a... Um, you can tell I made Japan or even China. I believe there's a Sunfire showroom on the Sunshine Coast. I don't <laughs> know whether it's still going, but... Oh, my mate Andrew. Uh, he's not doing it anymore. Tecmoto? Yeah. Oh, he's not. I don't think so. Because he had, he had, I think he decked out his whole showroom. And yeah, but he, last time I bumped him in, bumped into him at the fish and chip shop, and I think he had the shits with... He offloaded the whole, it. Well, I remember he was a big fan of that particular distributor, and I think it was, <laughs> it sort of didn't go anywhere. Yes. Yeah, I don't know, I've forgotten, he told me, he, he like all of us, has been finding it a bit slow lately, so... He's got a pretty fancy looking shop front. Has he? I've never been in there, I should. No, I haven't been in there either. I should just knock on the door. So the other thing... Oh, yeah? Cedia. So the prerequisite now, I understand, it's a bit like getting a job at Harvey Norman and running the custom division, is that you've got to, A, have failed in business, preferably in the same industry as the one that Cedia sort of oversees. Yes. Uh, Two, um, have minimal technical knowledge... Oh, I might be going down a limb here, am I? Yeah. <laughs> and see what we're talking about. You tell me the story. Oh, I didn't want to go into this story. Oh, no, I'll move on. <laughs> well, CD Australia, well, we can only talk about Australia, Australia, has gone through some changes, which they haven't really advertised, so this is just sort of backdoor information. Mm, uh, backdoor I believe the... Information. Yeah. Which is always... Yeah, your photos of that backdoor information. <laughs> Which well, I tried to verify it because I, I I rang. I, I, maybe I should ring the landline. Oh, Have they got one. <laughs> it'll be uh, be an IT type, you know. Yeah. You know, ADSL landline. I doubt whether they've actually got a fixed proper. Yeah, I mean, it costs yeah, too much. Paying for the rental line rental. Uh, I heard that they'd set up a blue tarp in the uh, back corner of um, Hyde Park. Near they're running operations. Running out of there on a mobile phone and a typewriter. Well, that's possible because I haven't seen head office anyhow. But, yeah, things have changed there too. I don't know whether they're changing for the better or the worse, but it doesn't look... Oh, it couldn't get worse. That's so, obviously getting better. Well, let's hope so. Yeah, I, did get, I did get a little email. Yeah. Your account's overdue. Please pay. Oh, and that nice. Was, that was it. That was it? Yeah. No. Hello, Keith. How are no, you? No, no, because they do know who I am, hopefully. Well, you know, you're one of probably 18 or 19 members and you'd think you'd get a better <laughs> response. Yeah. Did you get a Christmas well, card? Well, I did used to get a personal response from the lady that had to move on. Yeah. She was probably was, holding Her position it. no longer was available. Yeah. I.e. someone to run the thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought I'd do a year and see what happens without them. What's it cost a year again? Fifteen hundred or something? Um, no, I think it's about a thousand. About a thousand. Yeah. So what's better, a, a year of membership of Cedia or going down to Dan Murphy's with a thousand bucks burning a hole in your pocket? <laughs> That's two bottles of Grange. Is it? That's going to be a hell of a lot more benefit to you than being a member of Cedia. But anyhow... Um, yeah, wow. Well, you're obviously rich. I can't afford to be in it. No, I haven't paid it yet. Oh, <laughs> it's the email. 
Just a... Do they want it up front or do you pay it off monthly? No, they've decided to do it in a two two payment instalments, I think. Which is I thought, oh that's not a bad idea. That's better than last year. The big lump, it's gone. But I just don't seem to be getting excited about joining it again for another year. <laughs> so... Should we have a break to make sure the recording's working? Yeah, right here. Ah, uh, now look, when we come back, we've really got to come up step with something. Up. Ste- something step useful. it up a bit. Not Bluetooth. I had a, oh, I had a handy hint. Um, right now, well, we'll have to think about it. And we will be back in a few moments. Generally bad attitude, uh, lack of any real belief in hi-fi bullshit, etc. I mean, it's bound to wear thin eventually. People are just going to say, no, nah, he's not to be trusted. Don't sell him something because he'll lie about it and say what a load of overrated bullshit it is. You know, I was once told, and I can't think of the exact wording, but it's, the, the, the gist of it is, You'll never go too far wrong underestimating the intelligence of the... Oh, I remember that one, yes, of the general public. Of the general public. Now, when you're you 16 and you, when you're told that, you go, I don't know, most of the people I know are pretty smart. But the longer time goes on, time passes, experiences build, and you realise never a true word spoken. Today, I have had one fuckwit after another. <laughs> uh, customer? Well, no, this is the they thing. They're not, they're not customers. Oh, if the definition go. of a customer is someone that you take money from, these are not customers. If the definition of a customer is someone that you give your time generously to, your 30-odd eh, years of experience may be worth something, maybe it's not. I mean, obviously, I carry a certain... Uh, attitude about certain things, you know, because, because it's the truth, in my mind at least. Um, but, you know, there's, there's things that are not subjective. There are, there are facts of the matters. Like, for instance, B&W Speakers in Australia is sold by an incom- incompetent bunch of fuckwits in the form of Convoy International. Now, these are people who, who do not keep spare parts. These are people who can't 
get their shit together to get spare parts. They cannot answer emails related to spare parts. And I spoke to a couple of other people in the trade last week, and they confirmed that it's not just me, it's the way they are. Now, there's a new guy that works there, Josh. haven't spoken to him on the phone, but shit, he's good. He gets back to you. He answers emails. I thought, this is great. This is a, a major step forward. The, the someone, you know, because I asked him, I said, have you been put on to fix this fucking carsy up? Well, yeah, sort of. He sort of admitted things weren't that good, whatever. But he's hamstrung because these fuckheads do not keep any stock. So you've got a speaker that they've sold 1,500 pairs of in Australia and they keep no drivers for it. Not a single one. So they're the ones that are stacked up there. Yeah, up the, the fucking 600 series there. Sit, I am sick and tired of tripping over them. They've been here for oh, three months. You know, like initially it took a month to get a price and availability because no one answers your emails or phone calls. Like these, are, why do they have the phone connected? It never gets anywhere. You ring it. You you never speak to anyone. You leave a message. Oh, sorry, the service and the spare parts department is busy. Please leave a message. Fuck. And it just like, and and what what I what drives me up the wall is that. On one hand, that's what I see. On the other hand, the customer, the would-be buyer of BMW's product, sees a, a good-looking product that sounds okay, that's mm, sort of, well, frankly, priced a whole lot dearer than what it sells for in the UK. That's another story, and we've been over that before. But, mm. but insurance made in China, and you know, it's Pommy speaker, but somehow it's not it's... sold on the coast anymore, is it? No one's got it here anymore. Well, two people have got it. Oh, are they? Hey, Des and Complete Audio. Ah, Des. Mm. It's not that cold, is it? No. I'm wrong with my fridge. Anyhow, so, like, the thing is, all the, the bullshit that goes on with the lack of service does not factor into a customer's decision whether to buy the speaker or not. And, and maybe it shouldn't, because maybe they shouldn't break down. But... These speakers, the shit got beaten out of them by their kids. They need new drivers, and it is becoming a pain in the ass. Physically beaten or yeah. orderly beaten? Both. <laughs> Plus, I think they look like they've been kept in a chook shed. Oh. Mm. Not your chook shed, because obviously if they had, they would have been eaten by a python. But, <laughs> um, but a chook shed. That's good beer, that, isn't it? So this show is sponsored by... Budvar, German Budweiser, German Budweiser, Czech Budweiser, the original, actually it's not the original Pilsner beer because the original Pilsner beer is the Pilsner beer called original Pilsner beer, Urkel Pilsner, oh. Pilsner Urkel. But this is such a nice beer. Next time I go to the Czech Republic, <laughs> I haven't been there, but one day I will, I must go to the brewery. Apparently it's very good. Yes. So if you've not had Budvar, I highly recommend it. It's got a lovely little tangy fragrance, a little the end hop finish. Oh, oh, great hop finish. That's what we should be drinking in a glass. It's not out of stubbies, but we're pigs. So we're drinking out of stubbies because it's convenient while we're talking crap. Now, I think I had a point, but I've forgotten what it was. So, so product and backup and support. I know, people, I know. People don't care anymore. I know I go on about it, but it just, and I'm not just talking about hi-fi because, I mean, I know this is an AV podcast. <laughs> bullshit but man oh man you know you could apply it to so many things it just 
does my head in. And what I'm, why it does my head in is no one seems to care, which gets back to my original comment, you know, blah, blah, blah. You never do yourself you know, a disservice by regarding the general public as mentally deficient. I think that was the expression. <laughs> was it? Something like something that. Something like that. So, or, or my other favourite one was only the dumb ones breed. <laughs> what about your and my parents? Well, oh, we've got a point there. I see what you're saying, Keith. <laughs> um, well, I mean, we have... Excessively. Breed excessively. Well, we do have a, a social security system in Australia designed to promote the birth of children from people who really probably are less well-equipped to provide an appropriate upbringing. Is that a politically correct way of saying that bogans breed more than other types of humans? Actually, I like a good bogan at a strip club. (laughs) Did you see that was on TV just Mm. the other night? Mm -mm. Um, Love My Beast. Oh, that's a good film. You like that? The, The Banner one. Yeah, Eric Banner in his car. Yeah, I love how I saw the ad for that. I knew I, it was. I mean, like I love how that that film's what now ten years old, probably. Yeah, well, and it's just getting shown on commercial TV. Yeah, yeah. Which oh, it reminds me of another point. Now, do you know much about David Attenborough films? Well, I know of David Attenborough and all the trouble and this Africa thing, right? That's on or has been on Channel Seven. Yeah, or nine or Life ten. Or one of. Life of Africa or something. Or something, that. yeah. And it's got new up in the corner. <laughs> Can you open up your iPad and see when that was made? Because I've been meaning to do it for a while. I'd swear that was on the ABC five years ago. Yes, probably. Because it doesn't say premiere performance or anything like that. It says new. I mean, I'm probably wrong. But anyhow, what you say? David Attenborough, Africa. Yeah. That'll be it. It's on Channel 10. Channel 10, yeah. Latest video. Watch the extras, David. So when was it oh, made? Look, it's on Wikipedia. Let's look on Wikipedia because they'll know. Yes, that's where I was thinking you might go. Because <laughs> you obviously have a subscription. What's, this, what's the second choice in that? It's telling me it's a 2013 TV series co-produced by BBC Natural History and the Discovery well, Channel. Well, it can hardly be. It's only been played in 2013, so... Original air date, second of January two thousand and thirteen. Really? There, I mean, there was something similar. Yeah, that maybe that's what I'm getting confused about. I mean, there was one called Life. I think you might. They just thinking. didn't make a big enough deal out of the fact that it was first release. It was just new, and they weren't. They weren't really pushing the fact that they were the first to broadcast, and it was brand spanking new. And I thought, ah, I smell a rat. Turns out it was a giant African rat. Um, sorry, what were but you... he's he's the man. If you want to make a documentary on animals, isn't he? Oh yeah, I was watching the he's the other one. The uh, oh, what are those islands down near South America uh, with lizards and oh, the... t- tortoises? Um, Af- yeah. That's it. Okay, the Life series from David Attenborough was 2009. Right. That was spectacular. That's that's actually, thanks to Alex, who listens to us, mm. is a good DVD to test out your home cinema. Okay. For picture. Yes. Yeah, no, they got some nice HD footage in there. Yeah. Yes, real nice footage. You were saying something before I cut you off. 
um, in regards to the I was spare parts and yeah, I was and yeah, yeah, I was crapping on about that. Well, I'm going through that at the moment. We've since all of these distributors have pulled the pin, stopped supplying yep. product and stuff. You know, all this we give you ten year warranty. Mm. I've got one particular brand that I won't name at the moment because I still like that product and yep. I've been using it for in excess of ten years. Yep. And the big claim is a ten year warranty. Yes. What happens now? We've got no distributor in in Australia for that for that product. Oh well you don't have a warranty. It's just vaporized, is it? Yeah, well it's an interesting point of law that. Let's talk about that for two seconds. Well, um, I don't know where, where where do I stand? Oh, I'm responsible, aren't you're I? You're responsible. That's right. You as the retailer. I didn't manufacture it. I didn't make no, no, no. it. I just no, owned, no. You sold, sold it. it. You made fuck all out of it. You probably lost money on the job because you're so shit at running your business. <laughs> 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 and now you're responsible for the next ten years. Nine years. Nine years of all that stuff that I put out there. And that and that in fact is the law. Is that right or wrong? That's absolutely right. There's another reason not to be in a business for yourself. Yeah. It's just that is so just messed up. And, you know, this is why I keep whinging and carrying on about distributors who are shit at what they do and then go out of business and then leave us in the lurch. And in turn, potentially... Legally in the lurch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you, what I have found, having had this done to me many years ago by NAD, was oh, this is way back. This is um, oh, this is uh, uh, fork electrosound went bust. So this is <clears throat> a bit a of a ago. bit of a history lesson. It was about ninety one or something like that, ninety two, and it was before um, Andrew Menzer and um, Bob. Carver. Bob, no, not Bob Carver. Bob, um, poor guy that died of cancer. Bob, uh, Andrew's partner, oh. started. Um, what mouth? No. No. <laughs> All over the place. I can't think of Bob's last name. It doesn't matter. Nice guy. He, um, nicer than Andrew. Um, he, uh, <laughs> Andrew seemed quite pleasant as well. He, they started um, Hi-Fi Video Marketing and there was a period of time... Well, actually, there's nothing to do with it because they never ended up with NAD. Why did I say that? It doesn't matter because NAD was at Fork and NAD ended up at Phillips. Yes. But there was a gap of six to 12 months between that. And, of course, in typical NAD fashion, we had sold the stuff and it was you know, breaking down. And uh, I was, yeah, I was left in the lurch. There was, there was no importer. There was no one to go to. I had shit that I'd sold that was broken down, and I had to fix it. And I had to fix it. But what happened was, is that I rang up the the uh, NAD office was in London at that stage, or somewhere in the UK. I think it was in London actually. It says it on the back of the equipment. Anyhow, I rang up and and they faxed some info, and we we got it fixed. So that was fine. They were quite helpful, but. Take it to the next level. Company goes tits up. IAG buys it, like they bought every other bloody brand. Yeah. They don't give a rat's ass. Your distributor's gone. You could be liable for a very long time. 
And that's why 10-year warranties are bullshit. Always are, always will be. Man. 10 years is a very long time. It is a long time. And I can't imagine any warrantable thing. Here's the handy hit for the day. Something's going to play up under warranty, it's going to do it. It's going to do it real early. It's going to do it in the first six months, if not the first three weeks. Yeah, under the manufacturer's under the warranty. manufacturer's warranty. If it happens at three years, it's probably not a warranty claim. It's probably because you put it in a cupboard that's too hot and you melted it and you Abused caused a million somewhere. dry joints, or you bloody live near the beach and it's full of corrosion or whatever. I mean, really, a warranty should be somewhere between one and in three years, in my opinion. And five years on speakers like it is. Ten-year speaker warranties are bullshit. Um, Ten-year electronic warranties are completely insane. It is. Like, um, it's, it's, a, it's a sales pitch. What, it's, oh, it, of course it is. What, it, what's that Canadian company that makes harsh, nasty, brittle-sounding electronics? Um, starts with a crash. What's oh, I don't know what it is. The speakers? People, no, nah, electronics, um, high-end-ish, hi-fi. Oh, okay. Um, oh, brain's not working. Ten-year warranty. People know who I'm talking about. My God, you couldn't, you wouldn't own it for ten years because the, the, you'd have such listening fatigue, you'd have to sell it and... <laughs> move it on. Move on to something else. Um, no, <laughs> it's just <laughs> funny you should say that, listening fatigue. Mm. I did a little bit of a favour... He probably... Did I hit record? No, oh, yeah, I think it's going, okay. yeah. And I've had this experience a few times. Can you have a listen to my sound system? It just doesn't sound right. Yep. And you go there, radio, oh, just turn it on, let me know, yeah, and let's play something, yep. Some heavy metal, noisy thing comes through the speakers and you go, yeah, it probably wouldn't sound good anyhow, it's just... Total distortion. And then you go, hold on, I'll get my CD or my yeah, music. Yeah. and I, I use this as a reference track. We'll just play this. Mm. Oh, wow, that sounds really good. Mm. How many people are playing compressed noise through their system? Look, I think compressed distorted noise should still sound better through a decent hi-fi system. Yeah, you got a you got a sort of point there, but oh, there's that's there's more to it than just your simple version of the story, I think, and that is that they well the stereo is a as a certain you know offering a certain amount of fidelity. Obviously, the more fidelity it offers, the more you're going to hear it like they heard it in the control room when they engineered it, mm. but. Did that sound good that day? Um, I don't know, that depends on your, 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 what you think music is and what you enjoy. But um, what am I trying to say? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I've ridden up. I've, you know, I've I've been up against this for donkey's years, and it's something that you can't win. It's a bit like the one where the CD player sold me missed tracks on a couple of discs, and you look at the discs and you go. Jesus, you know, where, where have you had this? But they go, but it plays all right in the car. It plays all right on the TAC portable. It plays all right on my Discman. Discman is a very small portable CD player for those that, that you used to yes. tie to your belt while jogging, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you really can't, you can't win that because even though the discs are buggered, 
Ah, which reminds me, I don't know whether Garth listens to this podcast. Garth's a good bloke, but Garth, Garth, you know Garth. Client, yes, yes, yes. He, um, yeah, never really got his pronto working quite right because there's some weird interference coming out of the plasma or something that that upsets the um, the IR. Yeah, the IR to wireless uh, receiver or wireless to IR, and it's not Wi-Fi. It is wireless, the one I'm using. It's a 486 meg thing or whatever, whatever the frequency is. Anyhow, um, and, and, you know, like you could you could sit somewhere else in the room, which is not on the couch, and it worked perfectly, but there was like these nodes where it would, it would be intermittent, and that was right where you'd sit on the couch. But anyhow, somewhere along the line, you know, he was sort of using it and I was going to sort of fix it. But, you know, we'd, I'd been there any number of times and fixed other things for him and done the right thing and, you know, frankly, probably put in more than a fair share of effort in other things unrelated to that particular stereo or the other stereo, the name gear in the other room. Long story short, he calls me out recently with it not working. I said, what, not working worse than normal? Yeah, not working at all. This fucking thing's a piece of shit. Never should have bought it, blah, 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 basically. You know, it's funny how the remote control casts aspersions across the whole speaker, amplifier, Blu-ray player system because it's actually for the piss-weak amount of money that it was like high fours or something. It was forty-eight fifty or something for five speakers, an active sub, a big AV receiver, a Blu-ray player, uh, custom remote control, colour touchscreen, wireless, <laughs> fully programmed. Doesn't sound like a ridiculous amount of money, and it wasn't, but I am the biggest arsehole in the world for selling it to him because there was this one issue with the remote where it would work at certain places in the room all of the time, dependent upon the weather, etc. Long story short, yes, I should have fixed it, but now... I go out there and the touch screen doesn't work. Like it lights up but doesn't accept commands from your fingers and I bring it back to the shop and we know why because there's a full of it's full of fucking corrosion. Someone spilled a fucking drink in it and he says, you're fucking joking, you know, that fucking thing has never been right from day one. Well, mm. no, you're sort of right. It hasn't been right from day one. It's been 90-something percent right but it was, It I agree, it had an annoying fault. What do we do now? Well, nothing's good enough, is it? You know, no one would have poured a drink in it. No, wifey wouldn't have done that. Oh, well, well, no. But someone did. And and I mean, there's, I've been there any number of. There's a dog runner. Well, I didn't see the dog the other day. The dog was the dog there. The dog may have met with an untimely end. It was insane. But the uh, this grandchildren and shit like that there. Something's like, happened. you know, like something's happened. There's corrosion in the unit. I didn't get there by bloody osmosis. <laughs> so the point is, so I'm the biggest prick in the world. Now I've got a dead $2,000 remote system. And so what's Hutchison doing? Oh, well, he's going to shout him another one, I suppose. You know I mean? I've had that with a remote. We, we had it all working. Because he refuses to pay for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens. So how does that work? So when you go to Woolworths, this is not a good analogy, is it? Uh, the Woolworths analogy only works when you're negotiating price and wish to pay for it a month after you receive the goods. Okay, you were going to say? I had the same sort of thing. 
set up the universal remote. It was wireless, mm-hmm. and um, it worked. I didn't have any issues with it. I yeah. tested it, tested. Ah, oh, it's not working now. It can't change channels properly. It seems to change sometimes, but not all the time. Yeah. Go back out there, sit down, check it all out. No, it's not actually working so well this time. Oh, yeah. What's going on here? Then visually inspect the remote. Hmm. Did you drop this? Oh, I threw the thing on the ground. I was sick of it. <laughs> so he's thrown it that hard on the ground and smashed the back of it. Yeah. But put it all back together so it looked like it was yes. normal. Yeah. And then, so I thought, oh, well, I better pull it apart and, and have a good good look at it. And, yeah, he smashed the RF sender. So mm-hmm. no wonder it doesn't work anymore. Yes. It only works if you point it at the machine on infrared. So, and I was responsible for him smashing it on the ground because apparently it was intermittent or whatever. Ah, oh, look. Well, the other thing that always gets me was we would run through it, explain it to him. Yeah, that's how we do. It. Hold on, just put my glasses on. Which button do I have to press? And, he, and you'd run through that again. Yeah, that just does. So you know he would have got the sequence out of, you know, or. Can't see it. Let's throw it on the ground. So, yeah, look, I don't know. I think we need to be in a different business. <laughs> Let's talk about something positive. I um, I import and distribute Spender loudspeakers. I was going to say, have you got a new model here? Is this these red I ones? i got a new model. No, I haven't the, seen no, the red the, ones. The dark purpley glossy things, D7. With the gold tweeters? Surrounds on the tweeters? No, they're stainless. The one behind you? It's not gold. It's a gold it finish. It's a bit goldy, doesn't it? It's a it's gold not. finish. No, nah, it's a brushed stainless thing with a lens sort of perforations in it, etc. Look, um, sorry about hitting the mic. It, um, I know Keith and I crap on and generally hate the industry, but it's sometimes something comes along and you go, wow. And uh, the D7 has renewed my interest in listening to music, which is the reason why I'm in this business anyhow like only new, really good equipment that offers a step forward in performance for any given price can. And, man, Philip Swift at Spender and his team, mainly Terry the engineer, have just pulled something out of their arse with this speaker. (laughs) It is just... It is unbelievable. It offers so much more resolution than other models they've had and yet offers the same sweet easy to listen to mid-range, just great naturalness. It's just a delightful speaker. Okay, it's a bit dearer. There's always a catch. Um, it's a bit larger. Is that one of their larger, larger models? Well, it's the it's in the middle of the range. It sells for $62.99 or $69.99 in the fancy finish. Um, Are we looking at the finish? So we're not talking... We're not, yeah, it's the fancy finish. So we're not talking, uh, you know, something you're going to buy down at JB for... Nine ninety nine a pair, but in the context of a you know say a ten thousand dollars system, th- this is amazing amounts of high fidelity. Like you can listen to recordings that you're intimately familiar with that you've been listening to for a lifetime, and suddenly hear it in a completely maybe not a different way, but with with added information. And I've used the analogy on my website of DVD to Blu-ray, where you. A bit more clarity. A bit yeah, more. I mean, you, there's little things like 
the thing I always say, and I had a customer remind me of it the other day, talking about the difference with HD versus blue uh, versus uh, DVD, is um, mm. you know the background, like in a sporting thing. Suddenly, and I remember back, you know, when Channel Nine used to run the loop. Yes, they used to. Um, they uh, there was a golfing scene uh, at. Augusta or somewhere, I think it was Augusta. And and all of a sudden, the thing with HD was that you could see all individual people in the background. Yes. The spectators. And uh, and you could probably see the ball somewhat more clearly as well, but and the colour was rich and beautiful and, you know, obviously it's a beautiful part of the world. It looked fantastic, you know. and uh, But the thing was the, the background information sort of popped and uh, suddenly it, was, it just wasn't a background blur of watercolour, if you like, like we were used to with TV. Yes. And and this is what happens with these speakers, is that you hear things, not so much in the background, but you certainly hear more information. It's 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 not pushed at you, but it's it's there. It's available to listen to. It's not harsh. It's not bright. It's not cardboardy sounding. It's not wooden. These are a very sweet, very nice speaker. Yes, they are probably a smidge brighter than your average spender, but... You know, wow, the payoff is an amazing level of information, like going to maybe 4K from Blu-ray or from Blu-ray to Blu-ray well, from that's HD. that's a big call. Oh, it is a big call. It's it's a fact, though. It's so we're going to do the old inside AV, pull them apart, see what's inside. <laughs> we're not pulling them apart. There's lots of black magic and stuff in there. You're not allowed to, if you let it out, like if you pull a driver out and the black magic gets out, then it doesn't sound any good anymore. That's true. Um, I mean, they they look quite nice. I did notice them when I first walked in. I thought, oh, should I ask him? Are they? It's a new model. A yeah. new model in the showroom. Yeah. Well, you know, they only bring out a new model every so often. But so, so is this a 2013 model? Oh, this is brand spanking new. They were released two or three weekends ago at the Bristol Hi-Fi show. So let's run through. They've got a a top tweeter and a top tweeter what are we no what what's the tweeter tell me tell it's me about a, it. oh, it's a top tweeter no what's it that's oh, first class it's top tops okay the tweeter's at the top we've got two <laughs> <laughs> it's got oh it's smooth isn't it ooh um look I don't want to bore listeners with it well, I'm interested. It's a, it's a two and a half inch. A two and a half inch. It's a two. Um, diameter? No, no. Radius. Um, <laughs> it's a two, it's a two and a two and a half way floor standing loudspeaker. The two base units, one of which operates only as a base driver, the other one operates both as a base driver and as a base mid range driver. That's the one with the phase plug. Yes, correct. The one in the middle, phase plug, base mid. Yep. Uh, crossing over, I don't know, 3K or whatever, to a unusual tweeter in the sense that it's a large surround um, dome mid. A dome mid. I'm not well, am I? A large surround dome tweeter with a very finely perforated stainless steel uh, trim slash lens over the front of it, which... <clears throat> you know, there's always obviously a marketing slash engineering spin to this. There's sort of aligns wavelengths, blah blah blah. Look, I don't know what it does, but I'm telling you, it throws a bloody near holographic image, and it presents amazing amounts of information in the upper frequencies without it being splashy, bright, exaggerated in the top end. This is a delightful speaker. 
And if you are looking for something that is in that price area, or at least you are looking for something that is going to renew your enthusiasm about listening to music, this is a speaker you should have a listen to. It will be in stock in Hi-Fi Trader in Sydney. It's already in stock in AudioFix, South East Queensland. Uh, Atmosphere Audio in Adelaide. Class A Audio in Melbourne. Soon. They've all ordered them. Okay. Oh, the, they are being manufactured in the UK. Let's go back speak. to the physical construction. What's what's the finish on this? On the look, it's a real wood veneer that's stained very dark, and then it's got a high gloss lacquer over it. It looks like a grand piano, but not mm. a black grand piano. It looks like uh, something that's got you know wood under it, but it's sort of very slightly purpley tinge in this light. If you get the dust off it, which someone's been wiping off with their bare hand, I notice on this box. Thank you very much. I haven't touched it. <laughs> I didn't go near it. <laughs> I'm admiring from a distance. It actually looks red to me from this. Yeah, that's right. It's readily, ready, purpley. It's a very nice finish. It's what they call dark. Um, anyhow, it, talking about speakers seems sort of sort of oh, silly no. in a way. There's a great review. If someone wants to email Inside AV or Audio Fix, I'll send you a review. Hi-Fi Choice gave it five stars and said it's um, quite something. That's five out of five or five out of ten? No, five out of twenty. It's not really good, really. It's not really good at all. I haven't haven't had a close look, but I'm looking at the tweeter now. Mm. What's in the dead centre of the tweeter on the front? It's it's, It's part of the lens. It's actually closed, that area. It's not perforated. Okay. What they're trying to do is they're trying to align... Nuclear particles <laughs> in a beam. Uh, no, it smacks you in the forehead. Uh, I think from memory, it's it's something about wavelengths and trying to get arrival times to match and all this sort of malarkey at different frequencies. Time-aligned. Yeah, but it's look. It's I don't even I don't read that crap. I'm not going to suddenly start talking marketing crap just because it's my brand. I don't care. I don't care what it says. I, I, I care just, how I it mean, sounds. It just it struck me as interesting because it is slightly different. I haven't seen that before. I mean, you look at the no, other speakers. I think I saw it once on something somewhere. I don't know where I've seen it before. Okay. But it but doesn't, like it doesn't really matter center. because it's been executed in a in a cohesive manner with a number of other design elements in the overall speaker design, and it fits. Because what maybe a lot of people don't realise with Spender for getting their excellent backup service and keeping spare parts for 20-year-old products and all this sort of thing, <laughs> and the fact that I, as disorganised as I am, generally give quite fast service. Forgetting all of that, I certainly answer emails same day, if not the next day, not this fucking week, two-week bullshit, the convoy and their clown. Their, sorry, not their clown. Sore point. Oh, they, but look, honestly, the amount of time they get sunk into chasing the shit up from the those sort of suppliers just pisses me off. Anyhow, getting back to uh, Spender, um, they design and manufacture very balanced designs, things with not shining attributes in one particular area. These are speakers that do very nicely in a number of areas to give a very cohesive, balanced sort of design, a very pleasant performance. Not a speaker where you go, wow, that's got amazingly, you know, articulate bottom end but the mid's nasty and horrible. I mean, well, what's the point? I mean, the mid-range has got to be right before you get anything else right anyhow, you know? Yes. So, so uh, no, they're a, they're, a, they're a stunning speaker, and there's going to be, I'm sure, some amazingly positive press from them once people get 
around the fact that this is a serious step forward. And I say this not you know not lightly at all. I mean, I you know we've had other new models, and I've not even mentioned them. I mean, they've been interesting, they've been good, and they've been good value for money, and we've sold them. But this is something else. It's embarrassingly good to the point where it's a bit like when you do bring Blu-ray out and the discs are affordable. No one wants DVD anymore. This is this speaker is that good. No one's going to want A5s and A6s anymore, except the people who can't afford D7s. D7. Which, of course, is a lot of people, so therefore we'll still sell A5s and A6s. But if you've got a lazy six or seven grand instead of three or four, which a A5 or A6 is going to cost you, this is a speaker that you could buy and have for a lifetime. And I have to say, I, I, uh, if I stopped selling Spender tomorrow, I probably always said I'd take a pair of SB2s home, these 8-inch two-way stand mounts. I think they're the nicest all-rounder in the range, mm. although they're the least attractive as I well. I was going to say they're not the most elegant. No, they're speaker. not. They're horrible. But <laughs> they're very old school. But they're, very, they're a lot of fun to listen to and, and easy on the ears. A5, A6 I like too, but, you know, they're... Things, certain things they do that, you know, I, I appreciate the SP2s more. And, yeah, SP2s are slightly dearer, so surprise, surprise. But um, SP2s, yeah, I still like them, but D7. D7, 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 D7. I mean, we're sitting right next to the STs, which are 13 grand a pair, and I wouldn't piss on the STs compared with the D7s. And D7s are significantly better loudspeaker. Well, that's a big call. Well, it's the truth. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with the STs. Well, they're the, the carbon fibre look, aren't yeah, they? Oh, you got the carbon fibre or the ebony look, depending which trim you want. But, I mean, they're, they're, a, they're meant to be, a, you know, they're an upmarket, you know, space shuttle-owning, richy-rich person, private jet, you know, Olympic swimming pool kind of customer speaker. Actually, I don't think anyone owns a private shuttle, do they? Oh, well, what's his name's going to have one? Yeah, um... Virgin. Mr. Virgin, when is that going to happen? Because that's been put off. That's always going to be next year for about the last seven oh, years. Oh, you've got to so. buy a few tickets. You can buy a ticket. I wonder whether he'll ever actually do it. I mean, it'd be pretty cool if he did. He'll do it. Just yeah. for something to do. I'm bored. I'm going to do it. What was he doing the other day that was interesting? Now, look, we're losing our way here. Um, this okay, is... well... I'm interested in listening to the speakers, but we'll do that another day. Oh, my God, there's a hole in my shorts. I don't want to know that. Look at that. No, I don't want to know that. I don't want to know. I'm looking at the speakers. I'm going to take a picture of the speakers, and I'm going to put them on our Facebook page. Can you get a picture of my shorts? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a picture. Now, we'll do a review the next episode. Well, you've got me all excited now. Ooh. Because I really That's, like that. So am I. Check out the whole of a show. Oh, I like the... What did you call... The, what are the carbon fiber ones? What model? ST. ST. Yeah. I mean, I like the look of them. They're a bit more elegant, narrows, but then well, these... Well, they're, they're not much know, they're narrow. Both, both, look, actually, the, the D7 is a trickle-down model of all of the technologies and the R&D that was used to develop the ST, so... You should knock the ST because without the ST, we wouldn't have the D7. There you go. And I should also state, you know, that oh, maybe maybe it's only me that cares, but look, there was a thing called the A7 that was released 12 months ago at the, at the same Bristol show, and, 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 and people said, yeah, that's great, I love it, you know, and, and there was a few people that said, you know, Philip, it's great, but eh, 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 eh. <laughs> 
So anyhow, he thought, yeah, okay, point taken. Went back to the factory. I'm editorialising. I don't know what happened. I wasn't there, but I'm guessing him and Terry got together and drank some beer and and uh, said, uh, now, what, can we, say, "What can we do to make this better?" And when you say factory, too, this is a factory where they make speakers, hand make all the components for the speakers, including the box, the drivers. Don't make the box, no. They don't make the box. They don't make the box because when you a lot of people say to me, oh, they don't make the box. Well, when you look at it, a box is a box. They design the box. Yeah. Very much so. But they get a cabinet maker to make the box okay. because... That's a good call. But they're not cabinet makers. No. And the problem with box making is you can't put it in the same building because it's a messy, dusty, dirty, stinky, smelly That's true. business. Yeah. So either way, it's going to be in another shed. All right? So yes. there are... I mean, you know, maybe people don't realise this. There are... Almost no speaker manufacturers that make the boxes. Just, there okay. just isn't. There's yeah. companies that make boxes for speaker manufacturers. And I can probably say, you know, this is inside AV, we give away trade secrets. The cabinet maker that makes boxes for Spender does make boxes also for a number of other highly regarded brands of English made loudspeakers, of which there are very few left. Yep. So yep. you can work out who they are. Who they are. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, yeah, bottom line is they're made in England, yes. Pommy, Tick. Yeah. So, but getting, yeah, you're right, they, they make the drivers. They, okay, they don't, they don't cast the aluminium frames there. I mean, where do you draw the line? When Ford don't make all sorts of components in their no. car in the factory. The factory is a factory. They screw the cars together there. Yeah. Most of the bits are made somewhere else. Yeah, they make the body shells. And they bring it all together. That's right. But, I mean, all the rest, the wiring looms, all the plastic parts, all the seats and shit, all made somewhere else by someone else. So, from that point of view, Spender make more bits of the speaker than uh, many manufacturers because they make they do make the drivings and they do make the cones. They make the crossover components and they make their bloody capacitors, but they make the chokes. Oh, really? They the go premises. down that far? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. No, there's a guy there that, that winds chokes. <laughs> and assembles iron cord chokes, and they're not just iron cord; they're made with some special bloody materials that doesn't saturate. Blah blah blah. I mean, it's it's not a it's an elegantly simple factory in a way, but it's it's done with real care by people who've been working there for ten, fifteen, twenty, and thirty years. I mean, Terry's been there for thirty five years, I think, this year at Spender. He's probably seen it in four different factories. He's been there since. Um, Spencer, as in Spen, as in Spen and yep. Daw, as in Spencer and Dorothy, Spendor, yep. um, was there. And he hasn't been alive for a while. So, I mean, there's a there's a tradition carrying on there. There's a big history. There's not too many companies that do that. I mean, that's one reason I sell it. I love it. I mean, it's, it's there's a story and it's great sound and it's a lovely product. This wasn't meant to be a spender ad, but it's interesting that you bring it up because it's why I do it. Yeah, but it's if there was no story and it didn't sound good, I wouldn't to get bother. the history on stuff because I mean it's it's not a black box or it's not a box that you buy down the street and you just have no concept of what what's involved in no, where all, it came from. They are it's, well, increasingly there are not real manufacturers left, are there? No, like the brand and the manufacturing are two separate entities. The brand no. is a guy sitting in a, in an office with a computer, and the manufacturing is somewhere in China. 
Yes. Where a spender is designing in one room and making it in the adjoining room. Yes. That's the difference. And that's the only thing they have, haven't got right, have they? The brand. It's not well known. Well, the shit at marketing. <laughs> hey, they make every, they sell everything they make. True. Uh, every time I order, they go, ooh, 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 be a while before we make that. So, you know, it's, you know, they, what do you do? It's like anything. It's like Morgan. Morgan cars, <coughs> you know, two, two or three year backlog or whatever. Are they doing it wrong? No. No. They're a two or three year backlog. Which is a good thing to have. Mm. Well, <laughs> it's not good for the customer. Look, I think we've really, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll finish we, on that. Like, the reality is I'm, I'm feeling like, crap, I've got to finish up. No problem. We've Next week. Well, I mean, uh, can I say that... Um, the D7 has re-enthused me in audio to the degree where I wish to make more podcasts. Whoa, that's a big call. <laughs> so as much as we've been very... The last six months of last year, we were pretty dry with product. But didn't it go so fast? Like... Got underneath, so we could do this properly.